This past week, some pretty important games ended. The games you're playing with my heart. And? Which I've said quit. Quit doing. Playing games with your heart? My heart. I don't know the next words. You should have known from the start. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we're we're talking about the Olympics. The Olympic Games just ended, and I know... Oh, I was going to sing the song, but probably shouldn't. Nah. Those fuckers are ruthless. Ruthless. I mean, they're, they're worse than the mouse. Yeah. But that's that's not what I want to talk about. I want to talk about some other games. Arguably, I don't even want to say the name because we'll get this episode taken down. Right. Disney doesn't even want to go after it. That's why. Yeah. That's why during the the Mighty Ducks 2, they had just like the Summer Children's United right. uh, Worldwide Games of some kind. They couldn't do it. Couldn't even do it. I want to talk about the Hunger Games. <laughs> okay. You Did you read the books? And watch the movies. Oh, you did both. I think I did. uh, I don't know if I saw all of the movies. I don't need to necessarily break down the books, right? The the. If you don't know about the Hunger Games by now, we're gonna put you in them. Yeah. Good. Good luck. May the odds. Let's forever be in your favor. Let's talk briefly about children. (laughs) All right. It's not where I imagined we would start, (laughs) but here we are. Go ahead. (laughs) <laughs> oh, no. we're waiting okay fbi hey how's it going <laughs> <laughs> the the way the the hunger game starts for those unfamiliar is you have somebody from two people from each district 24 17 to you 11 just said year we olds didn't need to explain it no no I, I have to not the whole book i'm just gonna explain this focus here all right Scott. all right so you have 24 people they're all rising up out of the ground you Zombies. plus 23 you're let's say you're at like 16 17 you're at wait a minute 23 and me future sponsor (laughs) of the podcast also probably children are your parents really your parents 23 and me oh my god editing the beginning (laughs) of this show is gonna be the worst okay so you're on your way up you need to tell me right now i've i already have a thought in my mind on how i'm gonna do this but you need to tell me right now how do you put yourself at the biggest advantage from the moment that that buzzer goes off to the cornucopia, which is like they do the countdown, like the the 20 on down. And then the moment the timer goes to zero and mad dash to the cornucopia, it's a big thing in the center with a bunch of gear and things that people need. And then you bolt and then you have to be the first to survive. I am not looking for how you win the Hunger Games. I am looking for your biggest advantage from zero to pass the cornucopia. How do you stay alive? Because the vast majority of people die. I forget. Does does it happen battle royale style, uh, video game battle royale style? Um, does the wall close in? Is there a storm on the edge pushing you towards the center eventually? No. You just have to either hunt or be hunted. Correct. And then the last person standing wins, wins what? Their life. Forever. They They don't have to participate in the games ever again, right? Unless you read the books. Unless you can or want to. Well, unless you read the books. Oh, there was some loopholes. In the books. Either way, everybody's put in. You want to know my strat for staying I want to alive? Know your strat for staying alive just at the beginning, that oh, first minute. First now remember, minute. you can't jump early because surrounding your platform are mines, and they turn off the mines as soon as you jump in. Okay, well, man, I'm I'm really really interested in uh, staying alive, probably for a little bit. But if I'm in this situation and I'm being honest, I think the first thing I do as soon as the mines are deactivated is I snap my own neck. <laughs> let me give you my strategy 
So you're allowed to take in one personal item as long as it can't be conceivably used as a weapon. So you can't take in like a maul or a bow, but you can take like you can take in a pin. You can take in a bracelet. Everything can be used as a weapon, Willie. We know this. Well, here's a loophole. So people have said that somebody brought in a gold necklace that was their mother's. Mm -hmm. The gold necklace fell off their neck hit the ground in front, and had one of the mines explode, killing them dead instantly. That's how pressure sensitive these are. Now, to go a little bit further into these mines, Scott. Okay. You're, you're, you're crafting mm -hmm, mm -hmm, these mines, mm -hmm. all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the mines, uh, it doesn't trigger multiples. It just triggers the one that it hits. It's, it's like motion or pressure sensitive, and it's, it's like hairpin trigger on this mm -hmm, thing. Mm -hmm. Well, so what I do is I bring in a beaded necklace and as the tube is going up and, and, and while the cameras are out of sight of me, I take the necklace and I break it. And in my hand, I start pooling the beads. Okay. Okay. Cautiously, safely. They're here. They're ready. The moment I come up, I'm fucking tossing beads to the strongest one, district one, then district two. And I'm them all. Because they can't fucking jump off their platform. They can't get me. I've got the advantage. I've got 60 second fucking timer and I'm just fucking tossing beads and they're dying. And then you know what I'm left with at the end when the timer goes down? <laughs> Little children <laughs> like Hayden Christensen. I'm a 16 year old just like donk donking little 11 year olds just with i don't know they were younger <laughs> they were so much younger those younglings were like five and six we just have we have 10 minutes of you talking about kids <laughs> of a 30 minute episode <laughs> i'm gonna mute it the whole time scott you seem to know a lot about movies i used to be really into them yeah Maybe a little too much sometimes. I, wanna... I, was, I mean, I never starred in one. As much as I would have liked to, okay. uh, I just couldn't find a co-star willing or hot enough. I'll do it. I didn't. I said sec okay, hot enough. Well, that makes me feel bad. Speaking of feeling, I bad, meant it. Oh, <laughs> speaking of feeling bad, the, uh, just kidding. I love you. Okay, for your brain, I want to make that clear. Jeez, this is getting worse. <laughs> Speaking of the worst, let's talk about the worst pieces of dialogue that you've ever heard in a movie. Oh, this is going to be good. Mm -hmm. I'm not as clever as you. I am not the master of puns, but I have a list in front but of me you're, of some. You're, you're a great baiter. I mean, right hand champ. <laughs> I, <laughs> can you tell me, I, I'm going to feed you one for fun here as we get feed started. Feed me, Seymour. But before we do that, oh. I, I want you to think. Think about the worst movie lines you can recall. The things that just make you go, oh, why would they put that in there? So I'm going to read you two here. Have you ever seen Fifty Shades of Grey? Because I haven't. Nope. I haven't okay. read the book. Well, here on the subreddit movies, this person says, I'm going to say this every time. From Fifty Shades of Grey, I don't make love. I fuck hard. Damn it. <laughs> That's aggressive. That is aggressive. Wow. Maybe something a little bit closer to home here. This is oh no Anna that was that was accurate oh was, got it I mean that's in my wheelhouse <laughs> I'm uncomfortable because <laughs> not only are we in a basement but I'm in your basement remember you're safe this <laughs> this is from this is Anakin Skywalker talking to Padme oh yeah I was gonna say most of the lines from this movie yeah is it just Hayden Christensen I don't think so let's give him a little bit of benefit of the doubt not much but a little here it says Anakin Skywalker you are so beautiful. Padme, it's only because I'm so in love. 
out of context without the movie it gets even worse because Does, did it's george me lucas reading have kids like did he procreate mm-hmm. he did damn yeah anakin skywalker says no no it's because i'm so in love with you should we okay can you send me that link yeah should let's reenact this Okay. The way it was done in the movie for our listeners, because it's probably been a minute since you've seen any of the prequels. For for this scene, yeah, Willie and I are going to try and do it better. Willie and Scott, try to do it. But better. <laughs> All right, you want to be Anakin or Padme? Are you ready to go, buddy? I believe in you. You get to be the top. Naturally. Is that how that works? I don't know how that works. <laughs> never figured that out. I think it's whoever uh, wants to, but let's... Uh, all right and see you are so beautiful it's only because i'm so in love no no it's because i'm so in love with you so love has you has blinded you well (laughs) that's not exactly what i meant but it's probably true and And scene. scene Welcome to the front podcast of the internet. Was that uh, intro awkward enough for for anyone else? Because uh, depending on which one you got, yep. they're both uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I need a hug. Uh, but how the heck are you, Willie? It's been exactly one week since we last recorded our podcast, and nobody can prove otherwise. I am doing well. Still in my car with no air conditioner. Loving the Minnesota heat that we have, especially the week that we had where it was as smoky as if you were in Oregon. Actually, I have no way to confirm this, but I've heard from people that Oregon was not smoky because it sailed down uh, through other states and ended up in Minnesota. I just meant weed, you weirdo. Yeah, there was a lot of that there. (laughs) (laughs) Before we get into our stories for the week, though, Scott, let's give the listeners a little bit of an update on where they can follow us. You can follow us on our Twitter, sub the number four, that. You can follow us on our TikTok, at sub for that podcast. You can email us at sub for that podcast at gmail.com. And finally, we have an Instagram, at sub for that. Just kidding. Finally, again, we have a TikTok. You already said that one. Ah, dang it. <laughs> uh, I think Scott is mad at me for uh, last week. Yeah. Switching them up on you a little bit there. Son uh, of a bitch. But if you do like the show, follow us, tell a friend. And uh, if you're so inclined, please give us a review or rating on whatever instrument you use to listen to us. Now, we're a few weeks into the subreddit Fantasy League. Now, we're halfway. just past the halfway mark. Tonight, is- tonight will be uh, another scoring but we're halfway through and the current standings if you will are as follows Mm -hmm. yeah we're all so excited about this in sixth place currently is nick in fifth place is ben in fourth place is jason third place is my co-host willie i'm in the top half second place is tony montana and currently in first place i don't even think we need to say it because uh go to hell go to hell and you die (laughs) scott here who loves fantasy sports and is genuinely good at those things is coming out at the top so when we get to the winter games well we've got a double prize pool we got 
200 bucks coming someone's way. Right, but we still have half of the league left to go, so we'll see what happens. We've gone through all of the big subs, I feel. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think there's too many left, especially with the way we have our scoring system set up, so things might swing wildly. You, four weeks? Four weeks can... It's not a lo- huge point lead between you and the next person. You're right. I... Uh, I could lose. I could very easily lose, and I'm looking forward to seeing what the second half will bring. So, Scott, to get the week started, do you remember when you were a kid, growing up, you'd go knock on a friend's door and say, hey, can you come out and play? Yes. Do you remember? I remember those moments very fondly. There was a little pause in there, because I honestly couldn't do that until sixth grade. Okay, that's fair. But still, sixth grade, there's plenty to do, right? Get on your bike, you, you bike over, or were you getting a car ride over to your friend's house i just i didn't live near any of my friends walking or biking distance until sixth grade so it was uh it was lonely well this uh this story might make you feel better it might give you some hope for humanity the very top post of this past week was from the subreddit made me smile and it's this guy he writes i live in an apartment complex that has a bunch of little kids i don't like where this is going During the original lockdown, I would go outside and walk around and get out. And one day, one of the kids launched a soccer ball my direction. And without thinking, I headed the ball back to them. And they said something like, whoa, do it again, do it again. And I was hesitant at first because I'm a bald 31-year-old with a large beard, Scott, playing with a bunch of little kids. I told them, I'm not sure if your parents would want you playing with a stranger. But you guys have fun. I mean, that's the smart, responsible thing to do. Right. Good on this person. Well, the story goes on. And Uh it says, I didn't realize their mom was sitting inside the window, inside with the window open, watching them. And I hear her yell, please kick the ball around with them if you want to. I know you live across the hall and I see you all the time. I proceeded to play soccer with them for about two hours and had a blast. That's awesome. This isn't where the story ends. Oh, it's still going. Yeah. Now... Every Friday, without fail, a group of kids knocks on my door at 6 p.m. because they know I'm off work and want me to play some kind of game with them. We played freeze tag last Friday, and it was dope. (laughs) I cheated and climbed a tree so they couldn't get me. Makes me feel like a kid again, and it truly is a highlight of my week. The mom has also brought me fresh homemade tamales at least every two weeks and refuses to let me pay for them. That's so cool. So if you could go back to a childhood like this out and about playing around with kids would you do it so what's what's the angle here because are you asking would i randomly play with adult strangers because nobody else or we've already we're just trying to invite people into the group or are you trying to ask if i would relive my childhood as an adult yeah is this some like would you enjoy doing something like this well i think you and i both like playing games Mm -hmm. so yeah i i I mean, it was my dream to be a baseball player, like a major league baseball player where I got to play a game and then got paid for it. I still want to do that. So yeah, totally would. The one side of this is there's always that stigma as an adult of you talking to, interacting with somebody's children that are not your own because we've been conditioned to think like, all right, got to protect your kids mm-hmm. at, you know, no matter what the cost. And anybody could potentially be a threat. But on the other hand, there's genuine good people in the world who all they want to do is be nice, bring joy, be friendly, be kind, mm-hmm. the things we should be doing. 
and uh, to anybody, no matter what your age. I, I look at something like this, and while right now I'm very much an introvert, I do miss growing up around a ton of kids being able to go out and play all the classic games that kids played. I think we, as adults, we start to forget the games we had to make up to find joy in our childhood. Oh, yeah. So we our played imagination. Yeah. We played one called Are You Afraid of the Dark? Have you heard of this game? Maybe. Okay. So here's the point. We had a ton of kids. So we would get like 10 of them together. We would go to one side of a block. So mm -hmm. there was a bunch of kids. We all lived on the same block. Mm -hmm. We'd go to one house on one of the ends usually. So I was on one corner. Another friend was close to the other end. Okay. That front stoop, front set of stairs, that was home base. That was safe. Okay. Then you picked somebody to be it. And that person was like the bad person. Everybody else, you had one minute to sprawl the entire block, street to street, the whole thing, everybody's backyard, nothing is off limits, just not inside of a house or a garage. You played night hide and go seek? So you have to wait until it gets dark. Oh, has to be dark to do this and then the goal is that that one person has to go out and catch people and if they touch you you're part of his team right it's like zombies in oh, video yeah, games yeah. now but the goal is to be the last person to touch the stairs because if you're on the stairs you're safe right and the last person gets to be it the next round that seems like a cool game it was a cool game wish i could have played that with my friends but i didn't have any until sixth grade and by that time, I was a mischievous asshole. <laughs> this makes me feel really bad for Scott's upbringing. I, I don't know if I necessarily want to share all the other fun games that we played. <sighs> There's only 30 minutes in the show, so just lay, lay them on me. Just tell me how much fun you had. A lot of us played sports, so I think maybe one of my favorite ones to play was Smear the Um. Oh. Wait a minute. So. How did we, how was that a thing? Do you ever hear of that game? Yes, I played it all the time. <laughs> Makes me so uncomfortable that we played that. And nobody thought anything of it. Nope. Because back then, it was it was the it was the merging. It was the crossing over of what that word meant. For us children who had no idea what the context was, mm -hmm. it was the person who is tagged or it, the person who is strange and different than us. And then what it really meant from adults who s somehow passed it along uh -huh. down the line to teenagers to the young kids that are playing that game. Yeah, it was that's an awful thing. Awful thing. That was a legit game that nobody hopefully plays anymore. It started At out least as not in the north. It started out as Red Rover. Oh god. We don't have too many listeners in the south, but I hope they stop playing that by now. <laughs> so, as I was saying, speaking of things that probably should be censored, this week in r/funny, the post is 1935 versus 2021 on the left side it's a split photo you can see everybody's dressed very nice in suits and ties reading the paper and sitting on an airplane on the right hand side willie what does it say on this dude's hat i'm just uh, you know do you would you wear a hat like that would i today I'm pro I'll buy you that hat and you can wear it on the, on the show. Yeah, I know you'd buy me that hat. It's a photo of a man. It's a white man wearing his hat, <laughs> wearing his hat backwards that says, show me that butthole. <laughs> Sadly, this is not the first time I've seen this hat. On, what? 
on popular uh, media. Yeah, not not anything that's like it was. It was somebody interviewing a bunch of young kids at a NASCAR event, and they were that wearing makes sense. that makes this more hat sense. and screaming this phrase. Because apparently that's the thing now. Kids are just into that ass. It's a it's a really odd trend. Being on TikTok all the time, <laughs> I start to learn a little bit of the trends that come up. It's, Scott has seen my for you page, and we're not going to talk about it. You here, can just Scott. say you're addicted. It's fine. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> <laughs> but there's so many people. There's so many young adults right now that just want to talk about eating ass, and yeah. I, I frankly, I don't understand. I. We're going to go back to childhood, right? Why? We're talking about eating ass and you're going to childhood? <laughs> this whole... this but We're canceling this whole show. This it, it's, been a, it's been a nice run. Thank you guys for trying. I appreciated it. This was, uh, uh, if, this was a podcast that we, we tried. We made it to 61 episodes and then we just... We couldn't even make it to 69. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Seriously, though. Think back to your childhood, and this is gonna be this is gonna be one of those questions where I think I can answer it as honestly as you will. Okay. When's the first time you saw porn? Fuzzy elbows, man. Like, but can you remember what age? What grade? Was it before high school? Yes. Was it before middle school? Which first seventh grade would have been before seventh grade? Okay, so I our school district was broken up in fours, K through four. Five through eight, nine through twelve. That's why you were left behind because that makes no sense. That's fairly normal. You're is it? Yeah, that's, I, was, I was one through six, seven through nine, and no, they no. thought five and six, Ten, fifth and sixth graders were too old for the K through. I don't know, man. It's a weird thing, but no, they break it up in in the three groups now. Okay, maybe it is a good thing. I don't know. I'm not a teacher. Anyway, did you did you see it mm-hmm. in grades mm-hmm. one through four? Were you exposed to it in any way, shape, or form? And I'm sorry if this is, you know, outing no, no, no. family members. I don't, I don't have any really great stories for this because okay. that's a nuanced question. Had I seen nudity in film or print form before that age without knowing the context, without seeking it out, without... Yeah, and I'm not talking about boob and weird science, uh, you know, any of those movies like what, from the 80s. I'm what, talking about like uh, a Playboy or something like a penthouse or a hustler. I was absolutely in middle school. Yeah. In the grades between four between 5th and 8th when I saw my first magazine. Okay. Was, and then okay. fuzzy elbows were seen and then if you stayed up late enough, I had cable at home so you could flip to the right channels and yeah. you'd see some stuff. For me it was 6th grade. Okay. 6th grade. Uh and real coming of age story for exactly. you, Scott, huh? To coin a phrase. <laughs> But, pun not intended, <laughs> we were exposed super young because you're 12, 13 years old. Mm-hmm. The, this dude, how old do you think he is? I mean, judging from his, the back of his head, he's, he's, he could be our age. But he's, he's definitely he's, the millennial to but he Gen be, X age. Yeah, he could be younger. What if this dude is a child of somebody who's our age? He's got a beard. Yeah, high schoolers have beards. I'm just saying, like, that exposure for us, like, that renaissance or that taking off of freedom of expression exposed a lot of people at a young age and just led them to either be completely uncomfortable with it or something that they just know is a part of the lifestyle and therefore led to this dude sitting on a plane 
wearing a backwards hat thinking that it's okay to expose the rest of the world to his thoughts on covering up or not the human anatomy. I think you've, you were right there with something you said earlier when we were talking about those games you played when you were a kid. Yeah. That was taught from parents to their firstborn kids. And then the older kids taught the younger kids, the younger kids. It ends up in the, in the playgrounds, right? Yeah. Something like this is probably more a passed down thing. And because we, it was more accessible to us via cable TV, via, I mean, magazines were probably just as prolific, if not more for people older than us. Right. But we also then had the heyday of the internet, the early days of the internet where everything was accessible all the time. Mm -hmm. And when we say everything, I mean like everything the worst literally the worst things you could possibly see remember that thing about imagination we were talking about uh-huh. i don't know if that made it into this cut but imagination uh-huh everything i think that our generation has kind of taught that down to years below us to say like here's where you go find this here's what this looks like we've refined the search for things to essentially break it off into very well-known sites with very well-known musical themes TikTok. that now you could be very much a child and be exposed to this and i don't know if that's a good thing maybe we should do that thing where we try and flip it around reverse it and make it a good thing make it a positive thing like if i was a proctologist i would advertise with this slogan <laughs> Well, I mean, this brings up uh, another story. I'm assuming that not all of our listeners watch John Oliver and probably don't watch his web clips. I haven't watched John Oliver since I think his uh, last season. Okay. There's, he covered this, uh, this really interesting story of this Danish television show that wants to normalize the human anatomy. And they don't do it in a way where they shy away from talking about the penis and the vagina on bodies they normalize it yeah so there's a danish television show where the superhero of this cartoon is a man with a very long penis that can like fly like a helicopter blade jeez can rescue somebody out of uh, a river if only (laughs) when asked when pushed by american media they said this isn't a problem in our country. You are the problem. But for us, this is not an issue. Oh, we, we flash our, uh, our, our big, long protrusions here all the time in American media, too. It's just it's a big gun. That's, that's the main difference, because I guarantee, I guarantee in Denmark, they don't have hyperviolence on their shows like we do. So what you're telling me, Scott, is that we got the villain wrong. Yeah. Everybody knows that uh, P's and V's are a good time. For the most part. Well, this week in White People Twitter, I want to talk about the peas and the freeze. Oh. There's a post that says Poison Ivy and Mr. Freeze were right. This is an image, and it has an image of Arnold Schwarzenegger with, was it, who played Poison Ivy? Uma Thurman. Those two in their outfits from the that early Batman film. And next to them is an image of George Clooney as... Batman. Oh, I with, know what he with looks nipples. Like. Yeah, with yep. bat nipples. Yep. And here it says he was trying to cool the planet, and she was regrowing the forest, and they wanted us to root for 
and trust the billionaire. Damn. Isn't it crazy how when we look back in time, everything's wrong. <laughs> we, we learn and we grow, but I remember liking that movie. Actually, this, this brings up a really good point because the more you study the story of Batman, you realize just like how messed up all of those comics are. Oh yeah. Why, why was his family killed? They were murdered in an alley, right? Yeah. But they're the richest, one of the richest families in this city. Bruce Wayne becomes enough of a billionaire to fund all of his Dark Knight activities. We never get the story of how much he's putting back into the community to try and solve everything. Like it just, crime finds a way. Maybe there's another nefarious version to Batman that as the corporate billionaire, he needs to fund his childhood traumas. Bruce Wayne never goes to therapy. He uh, he works it out by, let's let's be honest, he's murked a few people. Yeah. We, we've seen it. If you've seen the, hey, what's the new Batman? What's Suicide Squad? We're going to talk about that here in a second. What's the new Batman? Who's Robert Pattinson. Batman. The Batman. Well, if you see him, th- no, it was Ben Affleck's Batman throw the dude into the ground <laughs> like he has some pent-up anger right right he, he's he got some issues he needs to work through i don't want to dwell on batman too much when i think about this because i actually think that I, I want to talk about suicide squad but if you think through all of the different batmans we've seen since adam uh, west adam west since adam what well no our our generation of batman so i'm i'm old willie adam west was my generation Oh, God, Scott. All right. Well, just skip Adam West and let's go to the movies. Skip the TV show. Go to the movies. So you have that Batman. Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. All the way through to Robert Pattinson, which we don't know anything about. So we'll stop at Ben Affleck. He still seems pretty violent and angry in that trailer. Yeah. I think the most well-intentioned version of Batman we've seen is Christian Bale. He used his Lamborghini to drive straight into a bus to save somebody's life. Well, he plays up the character of a billionaire as a facade that is his character who he is is somebody who's kind-hearted and wants to solve problems he also wants to do it in a way where he's not murdering people you're right he he was a less violent batman comparatively mm-hmm. speaking still we we all think batman could probably do better do better batman be best which is a, a good place to say that yes the new suicide squad the suicide squad came out this past week we have both had the opportunity to see it Mm -hmm. i want to know hot take 30 seconds or less better than the first one still not on the mcu level you have to know something about the characters for it to make sense i think it's a dumpster of a movie that is enjoyable (laughs) to be with do you think that this film had any redeeming qualities for DC in a way that made you say, yeah, I am more excited about what they're going to put out versus the MCU? Like, did it bring that needle closer? Or do you think that, I mean, the relationship here is not even remotely close? You know those things that they put behind uh, restaurants that they throw all their trash in? What's that called? Dumpster. And then if you pour a bunch of gasoline in it and throw a match in it? fire dumpster fire yeah no that is still the dc universe when it comes to films this despite its redeeming qualities was only because they brought somebody over who was involved in the mcu and is a decent filmmaker 
knowing everything that they know, how to bring a team together, bring characters together, and set forth potentially the next film and the film after that. Somebody who understands the definition of continuity. And they put it into this one film with no indication that they're building it out past this. This could be the last Suicide Squad movie we ever see. And that Probably would be fine. Be. Probably, yeah, it definitely should be. So just extending on your analogy here. So there's a Denny's. Behind the Denny's is a trash can, <laughs> a giant dumpster, and it is on fire. In there, you've got whatever the Fantastic Beasts are. You've got the disaster of Johnny Depp. Apologies, I think that's neither here nor there. You've got all of the DC films. They're all just on fire in this dumpster. Mm-hmm. And then there's a worker across the street at fucking Disney World that goes, that's weird, walks across the street, <laughs> closes one of the lids and goes, that should help, and then walks back. That's what we saw. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a really good... Uh, yeah, I like that. I like that. <laughs> it took me a while to follow along, but I like that. But speaking of things that were lit on fire and then were recently extinguished, we've kind of mentioned it a couple times before today but as of now the olympic games have both started and ended and this week in r slash damn that's interesting there is a video here of something called the corbett flip by olga corbett in munich 1972 olympics we're gonna put this video up and we're gonna just be in awe of what this human being is is just showing the world that they can do. Now, let's watch it here. It's 30 seconds. And Willie, you described to me how this person is not a ninja. Because I, if you were to tell me that, I wouldn't believe you. All right, so it starts with a woman on the uneven bars. Flips from one to the next. Uh, now she's on the tall one. She stands. She does a flip. And then what the <laughs> fuck just happened? Okay. Well, she's still going. Oh, yeah, she's not she done. She just keeps, okay, how, I have a hernia thinking about her actions right now. I'm going to have to describe this when this video is done. Oh, my goodness. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right, reaction, oh, my God, her, oh, Jesus. Okay, that was a live reaction. I genuinely haven't seen that video. Yeah. Okay. So the, the thing that I maybe potentially and definitely overreacted to was she starts on the lower of the two uneven bars. And if you're unfamiliar, there's one that's pretty low. It's pretty much like six feet tall. And then there's another one that's probably like eight or nine feet tall. Yeah. And you just flip between the two. So she gets to a point where she is standing on the top one, standing on the bar. She then hurls herself midair, flipping backwards. And just by the tips of her fingers, grabs the the top of the uneven bar. And as she grabs it, she then rotates her body and flips, grabbing the lower of the two bars at her midsection, doing another flip and then getting back onto her hands and then does a, a series of things that one could only say should be done by a professional audience or by a professional uh, crew or uh, nowadays if you're a filmmaker is going to be done solely in CG. Yeah, yeah. This person was amazing and like she's known throughout olympic history to this day but according to the comments the moves that she did were considered dangerous sound like somebody else you know yes yeah so they actually banned several of the moves that you just saw 
because they are considered too dangerous to other humans. What? I'm imagining it's the part where she flies backwards and grabs uh, the bar with both her hands without even looking. Like she just levitates backwards from the little bar to the big bar. Or the part where she flips around, like you said, just uses her midsection and looks like a human foosball table. Where, I mean, arguably, they probably got rid of all of the things that would have cut her body in half. (laughs) But the United States ended up winning the most gold medals, the most overall medals. There was a lot of really cool events that happened where Mm -hmm. uh, I think India won its first gold medal. So congratulations. Yeah. The first ever gold medal. There's a few countries that did that this year. There was the woman who did the deadlifts weight in weightlifting oh yeah yeah, yeah. uh from the i think it was the philippines the philippines uh there was a really cool moment where two people won the uh high jump or the pole vault it was uh yeah it was a uh, high jump it was high jump it was the high jump and they were both tied at the very end and so like the official came over and said technically you can have a jump off they said we need to move to a jump off because you're both tied one of them was ecstatic to just be there and then the other one pauses and says can we share it the other guy is like dumbfounded by what just what, what was just, just said. said. Yeah, and they go, "We think that might be able to happen," and then they both lose it. They both start hugging each other. Like, what a great moment of sportsmanship. sportsmanship! Yeah, that's what the Olympics is all about, and that's what it's always been for someone like me. To win the gold is is great, and winning and everything. But I think like this is where this is where I've always kind of imagined the world would come together and work out its differences. Use those five rings united as a symbol of hope and perseverance of all political things, anything that divides us, we can come together and show off the superhuman skills and worship them as the gods that they are. And we are lesser humans and we don't deserve to be doing anything other than serving these masters who are clearly better than us in every single way. Every way. And I, for one, welcome our new Olympic gold silver and bronze metal overlords well i think it's kind of serendipitous then because at the end of the day maybe what we're a little bit too well known for is not praising the youth that come after us for all of the amazing things that they've done and in this case all of these amazing young children down to like 15 years old right was that the youngest for olympians for olympians oh probably there was a, a kid from uh, Japan, I believe, who was 15. Oh, and yeah. And won like a diving comp. It was crazy. Wow. Versus uh, a woman who has been in every Olympics since the 90s, ending her career, uh, the 80s. Yeah, She's yeah, like yeah. 47 years old. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. It spanned this. That's a great story. This event spans generations. So I'm excited for 20. 20- because we skipped one more year. It's always on the twos. Yeah, it is. It's, it's on even numbers. Yep. We are one year away from Beijing. We already had Beijing. The other place in China. It's in China, I think. Okay, we're a year away from uh, the 2022 Winter Olympics back in Beijing. <laughs> just <laughs> repurposing that little <laughs> that Olympic they've, town. They've got a lot of room. Uh, <laughs> they've got a lot of room to grow uh, when it comes to games and human rights issues. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what a weird way to end it. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of the podcast. Like we said at the beginning, we're all over the internet. We're on Insta, Twitter, TikTok, email. That's about it. And that's about it. Yeah. 
just consume the episode the way that you want. We appreciate you guys listening to us. Yeah, thank you. We love you. And remember, no matter what you're into. Whether it's tucked in kitties. Boss fight. GTA glitches. Or awful taste, but great execution. Also known as ATBGE. Oh, that's what that stands for. Okay. Fucking idiot. There's, 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 there